Hello, sister friends. You're listening to Jesus, Joy, and Java. I am your host, Patty Nava. Dear Lord, I pray for each and every one of my sisters listening today. May they grow through your word and be encouraged by your truth. May they gain biblical wisdom through the testimonies and real-life examples they will hear. But most importantly, I pray they will develop a closer relationship with you and increase their faith. In your son's most precious name I pray. And we all say, Amen. Are you ready? Grab your cup and let's fill it with God's word, his joy, and of course your favorite java. Okay, sisters, are you ready to learn about the wise woman? In Proverbs 31, 26, it reads, she opens her mouth with wisdom. So what does that mean? Well, according to various biblical references I could find describing the wise woman of Proverbs 31, I learned that she expresses herself in a discreet and wise manner. She doesn't speak of things that are foolish and insignificant but she uses words of encouragement to others. She edifies God in her speech. She speaks in a manner that is tender, kind, and loving to everyone. Her words are seasoned with grace, not filthy or corrupt. So in last week's episode, I shared some of my trials before and after I was saved and how God got me through those trials. I also briefly mentioned that one of my struggles was the use of foul language. I remember when I was first saved and started attending church services, the people I met didn't speak like me. They were loving and their words were sweet and pleasant. I'm pretty sure that I unintentionally dropped some F-bombs in front of them, but they never corrected me or said anything about it, and they only showed me love and kindness. I'm sure they were all used to the new believer speaking that way. Well, as I met sisters in Christ, I quickly noticed that some of them were so tender in their way of speaking and had such a quiet spirit. I always prayed to be like them. Well, the Lord cleaned up my language, but I remained feisty and always very assertive. (laughs) So what does it mean to have a quiet spirit? To me, it means that you speak to everyone in a soft voice with a kind and loving manner. But I think God skipped me when he was distributing that gift. Although I must admit, I have made a lot of improvement in 22 years. Those of you who know me would probably describe me as very outspoken. My husband always says that one of the things he liked about me when we first met was he didn't have to guess what I was thinking. I tell it as it is, and I do not hide my feelings. I don't know if that's such a good thing, though. However, prior to knowing Jesus, I had zero filter, and every other word coming out of my mouth was inappropriate. I clearly remember the day my youngest brother told me that I cursed like a truck driver. No offense to truck drivers out there. Obviously, my little brother was generalizing. He was only around 16 or 17 years old at the time, and I was already in my mid-30s. This was one of the things that made me realize 
I needed better mentors, better friends, or better yet, I needed Jesus. So in the Bible, we find many scriptures on wisdom. One of the most common is found in Matthew 12, 34. It says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Well, clearly when I was cursing a lot, my heart was empty and curse words were just fillers when I just had nothing decent to say or any positive thing to say. I can also say that my heart was full of anger. It was full of hate, resentment, and insecurity. If you knew my testimony, you'd understand why. But I would need a few episodes to share my full testimony with you. Perhaps someday I'll write a book about it, if that's God's will. But I can give you a brief summary just to give you an idea of why I was so angry and bitter. Well, my testimony starts from the moment I was in my mother's womb. According to some of my aunts, my mother contemplated having an abortion and was talked out of it by my father. So when I was born, my parents decided that it would be best if I was raised by my grandparents in El Salvador. I was sent to live with them when I was three months old. I lived in El Salvador until I was four years old. Now, fast forward to my teenage years, I was very angry, and it was mostly due to abandonment issues. I had already been through two stepmothers that did everything possible to keep me from my dad by sending me to live with relatives. I had already accumulated thousands of frequent flyer miles by the age of six. (laughs) I had also been through every type of abuse as a young girl. I won't go into detail about all that. I'll save that for one of the chapters in my book. We'll just move on to my 20s. I somehow was able to finish college with a BA in psychology and a minor in Spanish. I chose psychology because I wanted to counsel others who had been abandoned and abused like me, and Spanish because I was bilingual and it was an easy A. (laughs) While in school, I worked in a group home as a counselor for sexually abused girls. After graduation, I was offered a job as a county probation officer And by my mid-20s, I was working as a federal probation officer. Well, I quickly realized that probation was a poor career choice because it only made me angrier, and I started to drink heavily with my coworkers. Surprisingly, I never got into the drug scene, but I did party a lot at the nightclubs, and I ended up in many relationships that never went anywhere. Thankfully, by the age of 30, I became a social worker. I really enjoyed that career because it was rewarding and I felt that I was making a difference. But unfortunately, the drinking and the partying did not stop. In my mid-30s, I unwillingly met my biological mother for the first time. I say unwillingly because it was a meeting that was set up by my older brother. The day I met her, I barely spoke to her and didn't even want to give her a hug. The only feeling I had was resentment because I always thought my life would have been better if I had only been raised by my biological mother. My victim mentality robbed me of my peace, so it took me about a year to develop a relationship with my mother. We started to become close after I accepted the Lord in 2001, but sadly, three years later, she passed away unexpectedly in her sleep. 
I'm so thankful for the few years I had her in my life because she was the wisest woman I've ever met. When she spoke, it was always sweet and tender. She edified the Lord with her words. She never used foul language, and she spoke with so much grace. She was such a godly woman and a great example of the Proverbs 31 woman. Although I may not be that quiet spirit I long to be, I can tell you that I'm not the woman I was in my 20s or 30s. I can only pray to be half as wise as my mother was. All I know is that now at the age of 56, when I get an opportunity to share with my sisters in Christ in person or through a blog or through even this podcast, I pray for God's words to flow through me. What I share comes from my heart, which is no longer empty. It's not angry or hateful or resentful or even insecure. Each morning I ask God to guard my heart and that I may edify him in all I do. But do I fail? Yes, of course I do. Every single day. The Lord is still working in my heart. But one thing is for sure. I no longer need to use foul language to express how I feel. Unless, of course, I stub my toe and the old me can come out real quick in English and in Spanish. <laughs> so if today you struggle with cursing, let me tell you, it has taken me many years to get rid of this habit. Of course, hearing my little brother tell me that I cursed like a truck driver was a huge eye-opener for me. If this is a habit you'd like to change, let me give you the following tips. First, pray. Ask God to remove this habit and to give you wisdom and a quiet spirit. Number two, stay in fellowship with believers, especially the older godly women. Join a Bible study group through your church. That's where I've met many of my mentors. Take a look at who you are associating with. Is their speech corrupt and filthy? When I was a new believer, I wanted to get rid of this cursing habit so bad that I removed myself from the group of people I was spending most of my time with, and I got myself some new friends. So I signed up to serve in just about every ministry, and I went to every church event possible because I knew that idle time would only send me back to my old acquaintances and those old ugly habits. So be careful who you are spending time with because their habits will rub off on you. Not long ago, I started spending time with a group of people that cursed a lot, and I couldn't understand why my spirit was so not at ease. So I caught myself feeling frustrated, and I even threw a few F-bombs myself. It was then that I had to remove myself from this group. So don't be afraid to disassociate yourself from those types of environments. If your spirit is not at ease, be still and listen to what the Lord is trying to tell you. Ask God to remove those people from your life and to bring friends whose beliefs, lifestyles, and morals are pleasing to Him. Number three, this one may sound extreme, but it has helped me tremendously. Avoid the television and secular music. Yes, you heard that right. Turn off the TV and secular music. I'll probably lose some listeners by saying this, but at this stage in my life, I'm becoming very bold. And like I said in my introductory episode, I'm not here to tickle your ear. I'm here to tell you what God wants you to hear. 
One of the best things Ray and I have done for our marriage is to get rid of cable television. And we only have one television in our home. It's in the family room. So here's a bonus tip, sisters. If you want to protect your marriage, keep the TV out of the bedroom. The TV in our home is only turned on on Friday and Saturday evenings to watch a movie on Netflix, if we can even find a decent one to watch. Lately, it has become so difficult to choose a movie due to the inappropriate content and language, so we end up shutting it off in the first five minutes. Movies, sitcoms, and music lyrics these days lack censorship. They are full of foul language, content that goes against our beliefs. Ephesians 5.4 reads, Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish, crude joking, which are out of place. So put on some worship songs instead, or listen to Bible studies online, or perhaps a Christian podcast. Hey, I know of a good one. (laughs) These activities will keep your mind focused on Jesus. Remember what it says in Philippians 4.8, Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Now, there's a woman in the Bible I'd like to introduce you to. Her name is Deborah. She was known as one of the most wise and influential women of the Bible and is also known for her courage. She is the only woman of the Old Testament who is known for her own faith and action, not because of her relationship to her husband or another man, but because of her personal relationship with God. Judge Deborah was set to hear God's voice and share God's word with others. She was one of the rulers of the Hebrews and the only female leader in the Old Testament. These rulers were called Mishpat, which is translated as judges, a role that originated back when Moses appointed helpers to assist him in resolving arguments among people. Judges sought guidance from the Lord by praying and meditating before proclaiming their ruling on a matter. Many of the judges were also thought of as prophets who articulated a word from the Lord. Deborah would sit under the palm tree between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and the Israelites would line up for her to rule on a matter. You can read all about Deborah in the book of Judges chapters 4 and 5. Well, ladies, I don't know about you, but I pictured Deborah as a woman who spent a lot of time praying and seeking wisdom from God, a woman who was surrounded by men and women who were strong in their faith and did not waste time talking about foolish matters. So let's review. Today we described the wise woman in Proverbs 31, 26. We learned that her speech is tender and full of grace. She has that quiet spirit. You know, the one I've been praying for for over 20 years? (laughs) Well, I'm not quite there yet, but by God's grace, he has transformed me. As it says in Romans 12, 2, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I also shared a brief summary of my testimony, sparing you many of the details, but giving you just enough for you to see where I was coming from when I had such an ugly heart and used foul language regularly. Yes, I used inappropriate language only as fillers when I had nothing better to say. 
I also gave you tips that you can start practicing today to keep yourself from using foul language. And finally, I introduced you to Deborah, a woman in the Bible who was well-respected and sought after for her faith in God and her wisdom. Sisters, I pray this episode has been encouraging. Please remember that we are not perfect and it takes a long time to get rid of behaviors and habits we've been practicing for many years. But with God, anything is possible. If your heart's desire is to be a woman who is strong in her faith and full of wisdom, remember what it says in Psalms 37.4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So now I'd like to share this scripture from James 3.8-10. to But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With the tongue, we praise our Lord, and with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Please join me next Monday as we wrap up the first season of the Jesus, Joy, and Java podcast series of the Proverbs 31 Woman. Next week, we will be going over verses 28 to 31, the blessed woman who fears the Lord. And don't worry, I'm already lining up episodes for season two. Now, please hang on while we support our sister friend of the week. Our sister friend of the week is Yoni Wood. Since 1991, Yoni has owned her home-based business, Yoni's One of a Kind. She specializes in unique applique apparel with matching whimsical jewelry made from fabric, recycled paper, stickers, and stamps. She attended the prestigious school, Art Center College of Design in Pasadena, California, on a semester scholarship when she was a senior in high school. Yoni taught applique and jewelry making at several fabric stores in the late 1990s. She now focuses on selling her wares at several boutiques in California and across the states, gift shops, and huge craft festivals in Southern California. Her designs have been worn in local fashion shows and spotlighted at several Red Hat Society conventions. Nordstrom's of Riverside featured her children's clothing in the late 1990s. The San Gabriel Valley Tribune took notice and wrote a feature story on how she turned her craft into extra income, entitled, Woman Has Designs on Success. You can find Yoni's One-of-A-Kind designs on Facebook and Instagram at Yoni's One-of-A-Kind. That's Y-O-N-E-Y-S, One-of-A-Kind. You'll love her jewelry made from fabric and recycled paper. She also makes celebrity socks t-shirts, earrings, pendants, bracelets. Yoni can put anything on fabric or make jewelry from it. Feel free to email her with your special request. Her email is yoniwood at hotmail.com. That's yoni, Y-O-N-E-Y, wood, W-O-O-D, at hotmail.com. You can also find her on Facebook and Instagram at yoni's one of a kind. As usual, I will be posting pictures of Yoni's work on the Jesus, Joy, and Java Facebook page. 
Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you have rated this podcast or shared it with your sister friends, I appreciate you and send you a big special thank you. Please don't forget to follow Jesus Joy and Java on Facebook at fb.com slash Jesus Joy Java. Also on Instagram at Jesus Joy underscore Java and on YouTube at Jesus Joy and Java. Feel free to email me at pattyjavanava at yahoo.com. Your feedback means a lot to me. Thank you for listening, and I pray your cup may always be filled with Jesus, joy, and Java. See you next week.